Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. It is a Friday post-practice edition. Remember, we're going to have one of these in your podcast feed after every single Browns training camp practice. However, we figure out how to do that. Uh, We've all managed to navigate our way back home. Uh, And joining me is the whole crew, Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you doing? Doing well. Ellis Williams also back from his first training camp practice on the Browns beat. Ellis, how are you? It was a hot one. Got home, turned my AC down to about 68, so I'm good now, man. (laughs) And Scott Patsko, who will get to make his first appearance there on Sunday, had the joy of watching the the live stream today. Scott joining us also. Yep, I was here the whole time, so I'm good to go. (laughs) All right, let's get to it. Let's talk Browns. And as there always is with this football team, there was news before practice, and it was pretty significant news. Uh, J.C. Treader underwent a procedure. He's going to miss some time. Mary Kay, uh, tell, tell us what you can about the situation with Treader right now. Well, it's supposed to be minor knee surgery. It's not supposed to be a huge deal. Since he had it now, uh, he could be back by the first game. Now, we all remember that J.C. Treader is, is a gamer. He's a warrior. Uh, he plays hurt. He's played on a high ankle sprain in his career. Uh, so if he can come back, from this in the you know in four weeks or whatever just a little bit under four weeks he should be ready to go by the opener if he can't be they're getting rookie nick harris ready uh to start in his place but uh, i have a feeling that that they tried to get this thing cleaned out of there now so that jc can be back in the starting spot yeah he's a veteran he knows he knows what it takes to get ready like you said i mean i i wrote a story last camp about him playing on that angle sprain and the stuff they did every single week to get him ready that's a four-week injury and he, he didn't miss a single snap on it um ellis nick harris is a guy that i i've said would maybe play his way into the competition at right guard but uh, right now he's at his natural center position dan you called nick harris starting week one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all that we can stop right there <laughs> look to me I'm it's what of an opportunity for Nick Harris here even if he doesn't start week one and we are I'm sure we're going to talk more about that as we do these but just to be a, a rookie to come in and ask to get the first you know live practice reps it, it's not it's a situation I'm sure he didn't see himself in and he wasn't drafted to be there but that's the NFL for you it's a it's a quick wake-up call you're you're learning on the fly First, Jedrick Bulls at left tackle, now Nick Harris at center. I think it's something he can handle uh, physically. His tape checks out. He, he's fast inside. He's gritty. And he had a heck of a college <laughs> in Washington. But 
with until you see it on the field again, it's a rookie center. So for Browns fan, like Mary Kay said, getting Treader back in there as soon as possible is going to be what's best for this team. But if it is Nick Harris, he's got the tools. It's just going to be learned on the fly. And Scott, not having Treader, I mean, if you did start a rookie, and obviously he's a guy they like, they drafted, but we've talked so much about this offensive line and fixing this offensive line and the investments they've made. If it were to happen where they didn't have a guy like Treader early, it would just, I mean, just kind of in general, be a little bit of a bummer to not have your whole offensive line that you, you feel like you fixed and now you've just created another unknown. Yeah, I think uh, you'd much rather have a question mark at right guard than you would at center. You know, and I think we can close the book on that right guard competition, by the way. Uh, Wyatt Teller seems to be the guy now that all his, you know, competitors are kind of falling off. Uh, I don't think Nick Harris jumping back into right guard, say Treader's out for two weeks. You know, I don't think Nick Harris is going to overtake Wyatt Teller at guard uh, uh, for the final two weeks of camp here. So um, I think that's done. But, you know, like Mary Kay said, I, I would be shocked if Treader isn't the guy in week one, just knowing what he's done in the past. You know, we've seen him in a walking boot during the week and then he's out on the field come game day. So this, this was apparently a minor procedure and, you know, still you'd, you'd like to have Treader out there, especially at the beginning of the camp when everybody's kind of trying to hit the ground at the same time. You don't have your leader on the offensive line there. That could be a setback. We'll have to see. Now, news in about another very important Brown as well, a guy that uh, a couple days ago I said I was very excited to watch this training camp, Miles Garrett. Uh, those dreaded soft tissue injuries, Mary Kay, that these things always pop up in camp, and I think we'll, we're probably going to run across a few more of these as we go along, considering this weird offseason. I, I don't know if I should be nervous about this. If not, I feels like, feel like Miles is a veteran. He's a guy that knows how to handle it. Uh, but I've also seen these soft tissue injuries put guys behind the eight ball a little bit. And I just hope Miles Garrett isn't out for long and, and having to play catch up. Yeah, well, it's it's disappointing because all we've seen all offseason long is how hard Miles Garrett has worked out, right? We have seen him box jump uh, 60 inches. We've seen him deadlifting, uh, you know, a cow or a horse. You know, really, <laughs> we have seen him be the workout warrior that he is. So for us to show up out there on the very first day of 11 on 11s and team drills uh, and him to have tweaked a hamstring, it is a little bit disappointing. It's just not the news that you want to put forth on your very first day. But hopefully he'll get it out of the way early. He'll be back in plenty of time. The other way that I think it hurts a little bit is um, Jed Wills needs all the time that he can get going up against Miles Garrett. You know, he just needs that kind of time. And um, so today they had uh, Chad Thomas and Olivier Vernon working uh, at the ends and uh, O stepped into Miles' spot a little bit. And so they uh, mixed and matched those guys a little bit. Uh, but, but Jed needs Miles to get ready for the season. Scott, have you ever deadlifted a, a horse? Uh, <laughs> not, not really in the past 10 years. You know, I kind of gave that up. No, not really. <laughs> With Miles, though, I mean, this is, I don't know, again, for me, it's, I'm not super worried about it. I feel like Miles is going to be ready, but just in the back of your mind, I, I don't know, I kind of wonder, is, is this going to slow him down? Is this going to make things more difficult for him? Because, you know, we are in the middle of August already. Yeah, I have no concerns about Miles Garrett. I don't know. I mean, I think what Mary Kay said there about having more of an impact on Jedrick Wills is probably the bigger thing. Ellis? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm 
equally concerned about J.C. Treader as I am Miles Garrett, and this is why I know one had a procedure and one is just sitting out of practice, but here's how I'm going to put it. These players spent the first 18 days of camp, and they campaigned for this to get accumulate, uh, to get ready for football practice. They, they need, they didn't want to go out there and have these soft tissue type injuries happen. And what happened to Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett, soft tissue injury. Now, J.C. Treader has a procedure to clean something up. Miles Garrett has soft tissue. Both those players remove themselves from practice, remove themselves from continuing that acclimation to football shape. And essentially, they're going to lose days off the first 18 that got them to the shape that they're in now. So mentally, will these guys be ready? Yes. I'm worried about football shape. You heard Kevin Stefanski say today after practice, you know, there's, there's nothing like going out there and playing football and those guys getting those type of reps. I'm sure we're going to hear it from whatever players talk tomorrow or, excuse me, Sunday, that, you know, you can run all you want, but until you're out there, that's, that's football conditioning for you. So despite one being a procedure and one just being soft tissue, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams soft tissue injuries were like last year that ended up keeping them out four games. And you hope that's not the case for Miles Garrett, but these soft tissue injuries are something to keep an eye on. And again, I'm worried about these guys losing the conditioning time that they've already made when it comes to how closely they need to be ready for Baltimore in just three weeks here. Time for me to tell you all about Football Insider, our tech subscription service where me, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, Alice Williams will text you with the latest on the Browns news, analysis, what we're thinking, and more. You can text us back and we respond directly to you cutting through the clutter of social media. You also get opportunities to get involved in this podcast and participate in roundtables and other events for our subscribers. It's like a little club and you want to get involved with this club. You even get a newsletter every day. It's got exclusive content you either won't see on cleveland.com or you'll see before anyone else. You know what though? Don't let me tell you about it. How about if you hear from some of our subscribers as to why they love Football Insider? I, I don't know why any Browns fan would not want to have this. It's great. There's something every day. I mean, it's really, really keep, keeps me in touch with uh, the Browns. The daily newsletter that y'all put out there, I, I really like that. It's got a lot of links, a lot of different read-ups. I, I mean, just, you know, you get a lot of content. That's why I like it. If I'm at work or something, I need a quick break. I can hit that up and say, oh, and in a minute I can read uh, what you wrote and, uh, you know, see maybe that there's further information in, you know, one of your other articles or something like that. I get excited when I see, you know, my little text messages pop up. <laughs> so if you want to join us, you can start a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com slash browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. It's $3.99 per month after the trial. Or even easier, since it is a text service, pick up your phone and text 216 208 3965 to get signed up. Again, to start your 14-day free trial, text 216-208-3965. Okay, let's transition to practice a little bit, but let's stay on guys who are coming off of injury. Jarvis Landry. Uh, again, we didn't have a great vantage point today, uh, and, and I know they didn't show a lot on the stream, but what we did see was number 80, it looked a little bit like number 80 out there, sort of what we expected. And this is a guy that had hip surgery. He was supposed to be out about eight months. That's about the timetable we're on right now. And, you know, we'll see how he recovers, if he's going to have to stay, take some days off, you know, off and on, if the Browns need to slow play it a little bit. But uh, Mary Kay, from what we could see, it looked like the Jarvis we know. 
Yeah, you know, it was good to see him out there in an early team drill. Again, to remember, they are not in pads today. This is really an OTA kind of day. Today and Sunday will be OTAs, and then, and that means just, you know, shells and shorts, no contact, no pads. That happens on Monday for the first time. I'm guessing that maybe Jarvis might dial it back a little bit when they're in 11 on 11s, in pads, going full speed, and allowing some contact. Uh, right now, this is a good way to try to get some of that offense versus defense work. And one of the first things that we saw, or at least I hear a rumor that we saw, <laughs> <laughs> him catch a about a 55-yard touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield. Now, the reason why I say that is because on day one, it, we were a little bit challenged with, with our vantage point. We wish we could have given you so much more than we were able to. We wish we could have seen a ton more than we did. Uh, we're going to have to work through some of these issues. Uh, we're going to have to see if we can't get a little bit of better sight lines moving forward. Uh, we were pretty darn far away, and we were blocked by some really, really big guys. So, um, <laughs> so it was hard to see. But before we went into practice, we talked to Jarvis on the Zoom, and he said that he was going to uh, kind of work his way slowly into some of the 11-on-11s. 11 so to see him out there in a team period, even without pads, and catching a, a long pass like that from Baker bodes well for the future. Ellis, did you get a good look at, at much of Jarvis today? Here's what I saw from Jarvis. I saw, I saw the deep touchdown. He looked quick. Uh, he got underneath the ball. I also saw... The Browns complete a short out. Uh, I didn't see Jarvis catch it, but I knew he was on the far sideline. Uh, I saw Baker Mayfield take a snap, throw it right. Didn't see the catch, but the offense celebrated. So I'm assuming Jarvis caught that quick out. So between the deep ball and the quick out, Jarvis uh, appeared to have his, his speed still there. And I completely agree with Mary Kay. When they get the full pads on, they're going to probably bring Jarvis back a little bit. Because quite frankly, I was surprised he was out there as much as he was, he, he sort of hinted that it, it, he wasn't going to be out there all that much. But it was nice to see that deep ball. And again, like Mary Kay said, that was about all I got. Jarvis is a guy that I don't think can, can stay away real long. You, you almost have to hold him back. We all remember that, that hard knock speech from a few years ago. Scott, when you talk about guys, we talked about J.C. Treader earlier. Uh, and, you know, of course, Miles Garrett is a guy you can't afford to lose for long. Treader's not a guy you can afford to lose for long. You know, if something were to keep Landry out or if something were to keep Beckham out, but Landry's the guy we're talking about here, obviously, it gets a little thin after that. So it's pretty important here that early in camp, you know, we, we kind of have an idea of where Jarvis is and, and that, you know, you can feel good after this first day that we saw that, all right, I think Jarvis is probably going to be out there September 13th. Yeah, when he talked uh, with the media prior to practice, it was – he kind of skirted the, the question. He was asked a couple of times, like, so when should we expect to see you out there? And, you know, what should we expect to see you doing? And um, he finally, he mentioned how he's kind of ramping it up and maybe in pads is when it's going to be, uh, like Mary Kay said, he's not going to be as, as full go. But what you saw today, it would lead you to believe that uh, maybe he's on a faster track than he might have insinuated when he was answering questions. So, so that's good. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of unknowns about this offseason because, again, we didn't see any offseason programs, so we couldn't really kind of track his progress or note what he was doing or wasn't doing uh, during that time. So to see him producing, at least, you know, in shells and no pads, is, I think a, that's a positive takeaway from this first day. 
And you know, just on another note real quick with that, I mean, last summer throughout training camp, we did not see a whole lot, a whole lot of Jarvis and Odell practicing, you know, we, we just didn't see a lot of that. They, they were held out of a lot of things. So to see both of those guys out there together on the first day, going through drills, catching passes, and, uh, you know, and, and really just kind of going all out as much as you can in a non-padded practice, I think that was really great. It's sort of, um, you know, we've talked about the vantage point we have. And normally in camp, you know, for people that haven't seen it, there's thousands of fans there you know, two, 3,000 fans all, all around the facility. We're kind of able to go where we want, walk where we want. Uh, you know, somebody's working on this field, we'll go look over there. You know, we'll sort of divide and conquer. Today we were sort of fenced off. We had a small area that we were able to stand in and they opened up another small area to us, but both of those areas were about as far away from the field they were working on as, as you can get. Uh, so um, to, with that, and then having not seen these guys in the spring, it did feel a little bit like, uh, you know, zero to 100 miles an hour and like the snap of a finger. It's like we, we haven't seen this team for so long, and now we're out here. It, there's almost an adjustment period or an acclimation period for us, <laughs> kind of just watching football practice. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, by now, normally, uh, in a normal season, we would have been out to so many OTAs, and we would have had an extra mini camp because it was a new head coaching staff. Uh, and so we would have seen so much of these guys by now that, you know, it's almost anticlimactic when you get to training camp, especially in a year where you have a new head coach, you have talked to everybody, you have seen everything, you have a great idea of who's starting where and who's doing what. Uh, but here we are, uh, you know, just getting thrown into it cold in, in the middle of August. It is very bizarre. I think I looked at my roster in the middle of August more than I ever have this time of year, still trying to figure out uh, some of these names and numbers. Uh, a couple names I wrote down. I don't know if, if Mary Kay, you and Ellis have, have a name or two that you wrote down, just some random things. I wrote Kaderil Hodges' name down. He made a couple plays today, which is an interesting thing to keep an eye on because that's, that's a guy that could be in the mix for uh, you know a third or fourth wide receiver. And you know, Scott, we've talked about this before. This is a guy that can help on special teams as well. So he's, he's got that little bit of an edge too. I do think he has, he has some names to jump there though. Yeah. Um, but I do think that having that special teams aspect of his game is a definite plus. I mean, it's why he was here in the first place. Uh, him and uh, uh, Taewon Taylor as well, to an extent. Um, so yeah, it was good to hear that, that he's, he's making plays. And at least there's another guy who's kind of in the mix there. Cause I think going into uh, today's practice, you think you're thinking Higgins and maybe Ratley and, and the rookie Donovan Peoples-Jones is the, the top candidates for that third spot. Yeah, you know what, I think that, uh, you know, this is an opportunity for uh, one of those guys to really separate themselves and stand out, especially because, once again, I do think that Jarvis will be somewhat limited, and who knows? I mean, maybe Odell uh, will dial it back in some of the team drills as well, uh, just to kind of get him to the season healthy. So it will, there will be opportunities for all those guys. And I think they're kind of all bunched up together. And I think it, you know, when we're talking about Ratley and Hodge and Higgins and Peoples Jones, this is a chance for one of those guys to step up and, and raise their hand and say, Hey, don't forget about me. I deserve to be on this football field. Ellis, do you have any, any names you, were, you wrote down? If you have anything to add on Hodge and the receivers too, go, go for it. But do you have any uh, name, names that you kind of wrote down in your notebook or, or kept in mind? 
Yeah, we can stick with the wide receivers, but in a special teams light, uh, JoJo Matson surprised me today. Not just not because I wasn't I was surprised he was back there returning punts, but and sometimes you can look too much into this, but he was fielding punts in front of Donovan Peoples Jones, and I've been talking all off season that that is probably Peoples Jones' spot, and I guess like you know you kind of forget about JoJo Matson who is. They look like completely different football players. One's five foot seven, one's six foot two, and you can see it uh, when they're standing next to each other back there returning kicks. And that's going to be an intriguing uh, battle to watch. I'm not really have no clue who's going to win that. They're both explosive players on tape, and they're both very different different builds. Uh, But that's the beauty of football. One guy can do the no, two guys can do the same job and make plays back there, and it's going to be fun to see who wins that one. Yeah talking about the size of people's Jones. That was something that I did notice today. And that's another one of those things that we just haven't, we haven't gotten to see these guys, but I I did see number 11. You you could see, especially standing next to Natson. uh, He he did look just a little bit bigger. Scott, did we miss anything on the live stream? Uh, (laughs) As far as practice goes, probably not. I think, uh, you know, I think the Browns want to accomplish something with the live stream that's different than what we wanted it to accomplish for us in the media. Um, and even maybe as a Browns fan, I think, you know, uh, maybe people were tuning in hoping that it would be like a combine setup where people are watching practice and kind of commenting on it. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was, it was more of a kind of their, their evening show where you have hosts and the the practices in the background. Um, got to see a little bit here and there. Uh, I pretty sure they showed Jarvis's, uh, big catch on, on tape, but, um, yeah, that was a little bit disappointing from somebody who wasn't there today, <laughs> not being able to see everything. And oh, although, our, as I'm sure our listeners know, there's there's protocols and, and some restrictions on how many how much media can be there. While we do have the most media members uh, at practice, uh, we can't get our whole crew there every day. So, yeah, I was stuck with a live stream that that didn't help out very much. Well, well you know- being there didn't help out very much either, <laughs> if we're being honest. Go ahead, That's Mary Jane. Well, I was going to say that, uh, you know, I wondered how this live stream was going to go. Because, of course, I mean, if you think that you can just log on and see all the Browns formations and see everything that they're going to do. You know, if I were, you know, John Harbaugh, I would just take one of my assistant coaches and give him, you know, some popcorn and set him up in front of the uh, computer at night and just have him, you know, watch the Browns practice of course you know so that you know that's not going to happen they're not going to uh give away the keys to the castle before they get this season underway that's true you had a lot of close-up shots but i think you take your host you put him in the bleachers up high they're watching practice and they're you know talking about different players you're going through individual drills i think that would have been more entertaining and it would have been more informative uh for for everybody not just people in the media who want to you know who want to see more than than two hours of Josh Cribbs and, you know, Nathan Zagura talking to me. So um, that would have been a better uh, vantage point to see everything. But again, like I said, I think they want to accomplish something different than, than what we want them to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're probably still trying to figure it out too. And, and Mary Kay, that's, I think that's the problem they have is they, they want to bring fans into practice like they normally could, but you're right. Some quality control coach, if they're showing too much in practice, some quality control coach in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati and uh, Baltimore and every other team that they're playing this year is going to be sitting there, you know, watching and rewatching and charting and, and you can't have that. So we're all, we're all trying to navigate this. 
Every yeah. every team in the league could send somebody to a training camp when there were fans there. That's true. I mean, there's nothing stopping uh, the Steelers from having some dude sit in the bleachers the last few years and just, you know, document what's going on in Brown's practice. So I, I think maybe that's a little overblown. It's one of those secrecy things about the NFL that I think they just get out of hand with. Yeah, I did see a fan peeking through the fence oh. as, as I was walking by to come in and watch practice. I heard this, hey, Mary Kay. <laughs> I looked, I'm like, you shouldn't be standing there watching this practice. But there was another player that stood out today, Dan. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. I come probably on. might. Come on. Take Three. a guess. Sheldrick Redline. Yes. Tell I us what him you, in my notebook. Tell us what you saw from Sheldrick Redwine today, Dan. I saw two interceptions. Uh, there was at least one in, in 11 on 11, and I'm fairly certain he had another one in, in one on ones. Um, I'm pretty confident that was a 29 that I saw. Uh, if not, then I'm giving him credit for one. But he had one <laughs> in 11 on 11, which is really what matters. So, uh, yeah, Sheldrick Redwine, look, safety's wide open. He, he's a second-year guy. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, and Carl Joseph can't practice right now, or at least he's – uh, he's kind of dialing it back or taking it easy because he's got the foot injury. So he wasn't really out there with the starters that, that much today. I don't even know if I saw him at all in the 11-on-11s uh, that I did get a chance to see. Um, I think that, you know, for the most part, he was not out there for that. So it is a chance for a guy like Sheldrick Redwine uh, to get out there and show what he can do. And Kevin Stefanski is very intent on not only getting his starters ready to play, but getting those backups ready because – who knows, at any given moment, someone might have to check out with the virus. Yeah, jo Joseph was out there, but it was uh, there was some mixing and matching. Um, Sendejo got some time. Uh, and Scott gets the uh, Johnny Stanton mention at the very end as I'm walking Talking out. Talking about backups, Johnny Stanton. How have we not gotten to him yet? <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm walking out of practice, I see Johnny Stanton doing uh, long snapping work. Maybe, uh, maybe his way onto the roster is that emergency long snapper because you never know what could happen. You got to make sure you have a backup plan for everybody in this weird season. Okay, that's going to do it for our Friday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We will be back with you Sunday after practice uh, to tell you everything that we saw and heard. And uh, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you check out Football Insider as well. Uh, because we've sent updates throughout practice all day today, immediate thoughts after practice, all kinds of good stuff going out to our Football Insider, subscri Football Insider subscribers. There we go. It's been a long day. For Scott, Ellis, Mary Kay, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.